This is Pop and Crap, episode 174. Welcome to episode 174 of Pop and Crap. I am Paul French, and I don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery. Don't uh, want to live I'm... my life again. <laughs> Once round was enough. <laughs> I'm good from here. <laughs> I'm Scott, and I get that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were uh, on the way back from uh, Ella's... Um, gymnastics class she wanted me to put the radio on and i was you know switching around and it's like okay treble charger foo fighters okay so you know literally the stuff that you hear every day on the radio so i switched over to the university station uh cfru and um they were and there was pet cemetery by the ramones turns out they were playing 80s horror movie themes Oh, wow. And uh, and of course that was from the 1989 uh, version of um, uh, Pet Cemetery, starring Fred Gwynn, Dale Midkiff, and uh, Tasha Yar. Uh, <laughs> fresh Tasha from Yar. fresh from her uh, puddle of uh, goopy stuff. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And then they followed uh, that up with some Lost Boys. So, yeah, it was good. I'm Scott, and uh, that's uh, not consistent with how I just spent my night. <laughs> well, there you go. There yeah. you go. Um, yeah, no, I wish I had something more exciting to share than that, but you're having all the fun, my friend. Oh, living the dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that what it is, right? Indeed. Oh, good yeah. grief. And uh, but it leads me to the question: If you're not doing that, then what were you watching, Scott? Oh my! Well, uh, let's see. Um, uh, well, let, let's start with uh, let's start with our good friends at uh, Quantum Leap. Uh, been been trying to work my way through that one. Loving the new series, enjoying mm-hmm. where it's going, how it's working out. Um, are you uh, are you current? You yes, you know that I am because we talked about the most recent episode because we're watching it at the same time. <laughs> well, there's that. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's good stuff. Uh, I appreciate that they're trying to kind of iron out some of the the rules, for lack of a better word, of this universe by having by actually uh, having them. And well, yeah. I, I always felt there were rules. I just. There were many rules. Some of them could just contradicted each other. Yeah, but you know, when you've got a couple that are going to be, you know, once you know one random writer comes in on spec and and does something stupid, I don't. There's I don't, no. I don't there's, take that there's page. No showrunner. I don't put it into the Bible. Well, there's no, no showrunner. Doing a lot of. I think he was doing a lot of cocaine back then, wasn't he? I have literally no idea. <laughs> I, I, I thought he was like 80 then, so. That's fair, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe he was younger than that. I have no idea. No, I'm. It's. It, I. I'm never sure. I. It's been interesting because you know we, you and I have had some kind of circular arguments about whether or not it's a, a showrunner thing or whether it's a, um, a, you know, an anomaly or whether it's just that it was always chaos and nobody knew what the hell was going on. And I, I honestly so. think it's that that they were like, we want to tell stories from all of these different years and kind of make it almost sort of like an anthology um, in a way. Uh, but we have this continuing thread. No, it's a time travel thing. Oh, that'll be fun. And then people were like asking all these questions like, well, wh- what, what does it mean? What are the rules? And it's like, well, who cares? <laughs> we just want to tell the stories. We don't, we don't want to, you know, this is like the whole thing where you had reviewers saying, and they seem to spend a lot of time for the new show. They seem to spend a lot of time in the lab. I mean, who wants that? And, uh, and I think that kind of ties back into that whole thing. Like they never intended to have a deep mythology on this stuff. That was just something that it's like, we have to do that because <laughs> I mean, Belisario uh, was not known for uh, the, um, the the cool sci sci fi stuff. No, but I I don't know. I maybe it's just that I always chose to believe it more than I should have, or something. I I don't know. I. I threaded the stuff together that they gave me. And when we got episodes where they were showing us what was going on in the future, I, you know, I incorporated that into my understanding of the rules and mm-hmm. uh, kind of, you know, developed my own sort of Bible for the series that apparently should have existed for the writers. Yes. Wouldn't yeah. that have been nice? Well, yeah, no, these are the things. Anyway, so long story short, too late, digging it. I'm uh, looking forward to more. Uh, and it's a, it's a top of the pile show for me. It's, it's, you know, when you, when you sit down to start clearing stuff off the PBR, it, uh, it's definitely one of the first nice. to be dealt with that day because it's just, I'm loving that it's back. <laughs> We're both enjoying it. So it's doomed. And, oh uh, yeah, I, I'm, a, I, I, that's why I was amazed that it got a, a full order. Um, <laughs> crazy yeah so you know hopefully uh hopefully hangs around i don't, I don't know what else to say beyond that without sounding or it sounds like a debbie downer thing but <laughs> i really hope it lasts um uh other stuff um i have been speaking of anthologies um uh, tales of the walking dead uh it, they really did a great job with that series i'm about halfway through there are only six of them, um, but they're all little one-off stories, and uh, it's a great opportunity for them to pick up, you know, some recognizable names who want to come and play in this universe uh, for a show. And uh, they're doing different genres, which has been interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I just finished watching was with uh, Parker Posey was in it, and it was she and another woman whose name is i'm forgetting which is not good uh she played the pimp in office christmas party if that helps there no idea yeah, didn't see um it. funny lady anyway the the two of them get stuck in this kind of groundhog day 
uh, situation on the first day of a zombie apocalypse. And so it just keeps happening again and again and again. <laughs> and it's played as, you know, in a dark comedy, um, which is an odd genre to have thrown at you in um, the middle of uh, a zombie series. But it's been fun. So what was it? Been, office, office, uh... uh, office Christmas party. Okay. Hmm. So let's see here. Who could have been the pimp? One lady. Was it Jennifer Aniston? Nope. Are you sure? Cause she was in it. She was, she was the <laughs> sister of the uh, main dude. Okay. Um, uh, was it Kate McKinnon? Nope. Was it? No, that's. Uh, um, hmm. Oh, there you go, <laughs> Julian Bell. That sounds right. Yeah. Who? Um, yeah, that helps not a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I um. I still don't know who she is. She was I'm in twenty a few things. Twenty two Jump Street. She was in. Um, um, she seems like one of these people who might have been in like the Groundlings or something like that. Like she seems to have a solid, yeah, sense of, of comedy. Um, a lot respect straight, a lot of people. Her, she's of the Straight Jacket Society. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> which is uh, another Los Angeles improv group. Why? Oh, she was in SNL. She was an SNL uh, writer really? for in two thousand nine, huh. um, and was in an episode of Curb as an assistant who wears revealing clothing at work. Yeah, still don't. Yeah, still can't see her. Interesting. <laughs> this is fascinating. It's almost as though. Uh, um, it is, uh, she's being, uh, deliberately kept fr uh, from, from me. Oh, wait, look at the, oh, no, she was in Portlandia and son of Zorn. Yeah, that's not doing it. Um, wait, wait, tales of the walk. Oh, wait, no, I haven't seen that. Um, as Gina, um, she's done a couple of nailed it. Sorry, nailed it. Um, this is fascinating. Like, yeah, she's just someone have uh, who where where it's like all of the things she's done I've never seen. That's she's deliberately hiding from me, <laughs> well, except for like a curb thirteen years ago. There you have it. Huh. Uh, yeah, so the two of them play uh, play women who are stuck in a constantly restarting. Groundhog Day type scenario. Uh huh. Well, that's neat. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's it's, it's interesting that um, it, it's something that is so serialized and continuity heavy for them to just take a break and walk away from it and do little one-offs is kind of genius, and it frees them up to tell different stories than they normally get to tell. Um, and so uh, digging that and that kind of timed into to Halloween -y type stuff. I've been enjoying that. And I'll tell you what I haven't been watching. I haven't been watching any Seth Myers because the man will not return to the still, office. Still on goddamn vacation. I finally, I looked it up 
And uh, Fallon's done 166 episodes in 2022, and Myers has done 108. So I am frustrated. <laughs> That's less. It is. Dude That's owes us. Definitely less. I don't know how he's going to do all those all at once, but... I think he's just running out of ones he can repeat. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think the whole thing is uh, is a scam. I don't think they actually do the show anymore. I think he's been dead for... Uh, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We, we have broken the scoop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor dead Seth Myers. It's just Shoemaker and some puppets. That's right. Wally's got a, a a deep fake AI program that he just loads the cue cards into like a hopper. Exactly. Grief. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> um, oh, that looks uh, the yeah, next week. We got uh, Ice T, John Irving. Oh, could be, could be. We'll see though. We'll see. Someone's gonna get the sniffles or something, and uh, it'll be all over. Again. Yeah. I mean, these look, you know, like, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Daniel Radcliffe and uh, Weird Al on together next week. Oh, that's some gold right right there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Oh, it looks, yeah, it's uh, like every day, every day, something new. All right. So we'll see. We'll We'll see if it actually happens. I'm falling behind on the news because I don't have them telling me what's going on every day. Yeah, that's that's, uh, been, that's been frustrating. That's uh, that's disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> am I, wait, am I doing it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> the horrible news has a punchline. Yeah. Well, yeah. it used to be John Stewart who told me what was going on, and now it's Seth Meyers. Again, again, not great. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never been more informed. <laughs> I've noticed that um, I've watched a couple of, uh, not that I'm switching over or anything, um, but I have uh, watched a couple of um, second season ep- episodes of his show, The Problem. With, comma with uh, John Stewart, and um, and, and it plays uh, very much like The Daily Show now that he has an audience, um, and it's less of the group of uh, him and the writers hanging out around the uh, around a table uh, talking about this stuff, and it's more um, you know they they come in and he's sitting at a table, not a desk, uh, but it's just him. And he's doing that same thing where he would be writing furiously. And, uh, as, as they, as they pan in and it's like, wow, that feels familiar. So, um, yeah, his first couple of episodes, he's been killing it. So, so there you go. Um, Yeah, yeah, but yeah, maybe uh, Seth Myers will come back and do his show one day. Oh, uh, if you if you weren't dead, yeah, I guess uh, I guess Colin Jost will take it over. <laughs> I'd I rather think that's the be... way it does. He's you know, uh, Lauren's got everybody lined up in a queue, and yeah, I'd rather it be Che, but yeah, succession. Exactly, well, it's, it's totally. That's the weird thing because we we thought Che was. 
there were rumors last year that he was leaving at the end of the season. We kind of thought he was. And then we thought, well, maybe Lauren convinced him to stick around for just one more because everybody else was leaving. So some continuity. But I don't know. So maybe maybe he'd yeah. be the one to pick it up on the way out the door. Yeah, I I I I, I mean I, I I was joking, but I I think it unlikely. Um he likes uh he likes being able to tour too much. And uh and uh SNL's a great gig for that. Cause you know, they do yeah. uh they 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 do uh you know three weeks and break, three weeks and break, and then uh and then have a couple of longer breaks in between. And um and then the whole summer. So, uh, you know, the idea of, of doing a, uh, you know, five nights a week show. Think he'd, not, uh, think he'd go, something go crazy. <laughs> it's a little more, uh, a little more commitment than he wants to. As it is, they can only get him to dress in the suit from the waist up for the, uh, well, that's just weekend it. update yeah. desk. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and I mean, and I would hate, I would hate to, because I've, I've dug his sketch show. And, um, uh, I haven't done know. it yet. Oh, it's great. It's, yeah. um, yeah. Comedy network got that or comedy central or where's it hiding? I have no idea. I watched it on Crave. Um, um uh, I think it was a, I think it was an HBO max. Ah, uh, so, uh, so yeah, that's, that's where I've caught it. And, um, and, uh, it's great. Like, you know, usually he, he'll go with a theme for the episode and, um, and it's been pretty funny stuff. And, um, you know he's got uh he's got his he's got his way and uh it is uh on full evidence in the, in the sketches and it's a lot of fun cool i i'd like to see more from him i've i've only i think i've seen part of one of his stand up and other than yeah. that, just weekend update so yeah oh yeah yeah no i think you i think you'd you'd really enjoy it nice yeah. Uh, hey, what 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 else have you been watching? Uh, well, not, I mean, know, I, I've watching uh, the John Stewart and the Chase of this world. Oh yeah, and uh, let's see, let's see. Uh, it's been hard to watch stuff with these turbines going off. Let me tell you, uh, you got to have the sound cranked. Um, hmm. But um, goodness, 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 what have I been watching? I know it's a ton of stuff. Like I'm all caught. My, I'm all caught up with most of my. Uh, sort of regular shows. I, I, I think, um, uh, you know, as I suspected, uh, last week, I think, um, uh, law and order, uh, unintentional comedy units on its way out. Um, I just, I just don't care. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I, you know, I've still got like four episodes from last season. I haven't watched. So, I, I'm, I'm about this far. If it wasn't for the fact that I'm sitting at 71%, I'd have probably ditched him a couple of weeks ago. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll feel like, uh, like seeing some unintentional comedy. It's just not the same since, um, since Dylan McDermott left, you know, ever, ever since the bad guy joined the FBI, um, you know, (laughs) there's, uh, there's nothing left. There's nothing left. So, um, I, I watched a handful of last season and then watched the first one this season because it was part of the tie-in and I haven't uh, followed up since they're all sitting there on the PVR. To be fair, it's better when he's not on it. It's just not as funny. Um, And, uh, and I, and I don't know that it's, 
that great in either case, but at least it has the, uh, the, uh, he reminds me very much of like when Travolta plays a bad guy. And, uh, and it's like, he's got one note. He plays them very gay. Like, remember, um, when, when Travolta was in face off, Yep. you could always tell when it was, Oh, it's bad guy Travolta because all of a sudden he sounds fabulous. (laughs) And that's always big on overpronunciation. Exactly. And it's just, it's, I mean, I thought it was ridiculous then. I, think it's it's ridiculous here but god it's amusing because you can almost see you could almost see dylan mcdermott reaching for a non-existent mustache to twirl it and um and so with him gone i mean is it's not as funny and then it just becomes a just a generic cop show like a you know a, a generic um um you know sort of uh intelligence force uh um type of uh of cop show and you know, they're, they're a dime a dozen. Um, yeah. Which is a shame because I was so excited about that character returning to, to television and they just, they kind of wrapped him up in a really less than exciting show. And I, I don't know what I wanted, but I was hoping for better than that. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I, um, I, I just think it's a show, I, uh, you know, Law and Order is a show I was really into in my 20s. And um, and I've completely lost, you, you know, basically I was oversaturated by it. And and now I just have zero interest in any of it. And um, it just is what it is. You know, at some point yeah. that, that just happens. Um uh let's see uh big sky has been excellent this season they've really found this great balance of having the ongoing story and some really interesting uh cases of the week and um jensen ackles has proven to be a great addition to the cast there um and uh i know you haven't got there yet so i'm trying to avoid saying anything else about it. Um, I am well behind on that series. I yeah. You're, n- you're never catching all this. It is never <laughs> happening. Um, I, so. I, I don't, I think at some point you're going to need the space. Oh, well, that is, uh, always a possibility. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, all right, let's see what else. So I got, I got all caught up on that earlier today. Um, and uh let's see here um i'm about halfway through the norman lear thing really enjoying it um great isn't it yeah and uh let's see getting caught up on the resident uh still got a couple of episodes to uh to watch there and that's been really good it's been very solid um uh andrew mccarthy's in the uh he's been added to the cast briefly well we'll see i guess um and uh and you know and i i can increasingly see how how unlikely it is that uh that daphne moon will be making a return to uh to this new Frasier show that they're working on. Um, Why and that? well, because she's just 
she's on the show just that much more now it used to be that she would kind of show up on occasion but now she's a major part of it because she's the uh she she's running the hospital so uh um yeah she's just do it. got a lot to do exactly and uh you know she's got to be the one uh then and the thing is she's not the one who says you can't do that you maverick doctor um instead she's like let me find a way for you to do that um yeah so those are some things that i have been watching um and just doing a quick scan um all caught up on uh home economics which has been a lot of fun uh this doing well this season this most recent episode is fantastic (laughs) um but I think still the best of the season so far was um, uh, was the one where uh, um, Sarah's wife, oh Sarah and Denise, get uh, locked out of uh, of Connor's house, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just uh, just lots of fun. Um, but uh, 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 you know, because that was the whole uh, um, you know Kelly and Ryan thing. And, um, and the, the book signing one is, uh, yes, it is excellent, uh, as well. Um, and I was going through and looking and I realized there's still a couple of episodes of, uh, of the new fantasy Island that I have yet to watch. Uh, one of which, uh, included the, uh, sadly late, um, Pause for effect. Why is his name uh, leaving me? Uh, Leslie Jordan. And oh. uh, it just suddenly le- le- left me because I was thinking Leslie and it's like, Beverly Leslie. No, wait, that's his character. <laughs> um, You're confusing yourself. Exactly. Absolutely. And um, anyway, uh, there was a, there was an episode that one of the ones I haven't watched, uh, he, he was on. And so I started watching that. I haven't finished it yet, but uh but uh yeah, you know, uh sadly we've lost the fella and uh um and and he's always an enjoy uh, an enjoyable watch. So mm-hmm. So there we go. Yeah. No, it was uh sad news this week. I was not wasn't ready for that one. I don't think yeah, many people well, were, but well, I mean it's you know, you, you you when you get someone it's like, "Oh, well they've been sick with this uh this illness for a while." You you expect yeah. those. Um, yeah. but, uh, but, you know, for something like this, where it's, uh, you know, a, a sudden thing like that, it's, uh, yeah, it's a shock. Yeah. And as Absolutely. I said, I had just gone for a walk with him a couple of weeks ago and, uh, on the, uh, the Apple fitness, uh, walk with me, uh, app and, uh, listening to, uh, kind of his, his whole story, uh, was fascinating, just uh you know some really neat uh uh personal stories that he shared in it and um and yeah it's very sad absolutely um anyway so yeah those are some things i've been watching well it's a good time yes yes uh, so. i noticed i noticed the schedule for next week it, it appears to be some uh, some gaps i think there's a there's a little, uh, a little uh, gap coming up in some of the new programming. We're going to take a week to take a breather, which is 
always bodes well for me and my recovery on timing. <laughs> <laughs> I can put those to good use every time. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. That will be handy. Uh, but the reason we've gathered here tonight. Yes. As uh, uh, Halloween draws ever nearer, uh, we were trying to figure out different ways that we could uh, look into that and try different things. And uh, I had a thought, <laughs> never a good sign, um, <laughs> that we could uh, we could use this as an opportunity to take a little uh, little stroll through the television graveyard of recent years and uh, check out a few few tombstones of shows we've lost and discuss, you know, what might have been. Um, and uh thought we could, we could do that for an evening. So at the moment I have, uh, as a starter, I've just pulled one episode from each network um, to be a, a starting jumping off point, and we'll see where the night takes us. Okay. All right. First and foremost, uh, I don't know how to – this is top of both our lists. was at the time. We were upset when we lost them. We lost them during COVID. Um and that was uh, Stumptown over on ABC. Kobe Smolders, Jake Johnson, Michael Ely. Um, ran 2019 to 2020 season. One season, 18 episodes. Uh, went out on a cliffhanger. Was renewed. And then they just decided not to because, oh, well. And that was just upsetting. Um, so at this point, we would be uh, a handful of episodes into the fourth season. And yeah, um, it would be I, glorious. Wouldn't it? Well, I actually just, um, finally finished reading all, all four volumes as by coincidence, there's four volumes oh. of the, uh, well timed, uh, of, of the, uh, series and, uh, and would love for there to be more because I love it. Uh, but you know, what was interesting about it is that, um, you know, it kept the same kind of format. You know, you would get uh, sort of, uh, what, like four or five issues, uh, basically, uh, that uh, that covered sort of the main case. So um, in the second one, you get um, a musician who's had a um, an expensive stolen, and, rare, and rare guitar stolen. Yeah, and then, um, and then it sort of ties into... Uh, um, you know, what was going on, uh, it was more what was going on with the case than the actual guitar. And, uh, I think I'm halfway through that one. Yeah. And then, uh, then the next one, um, is all about, um, the soccer team in, uh, in Portland and, uh, some stuff going on around that. And, uh, a friend of, uh, of Dex's gets, uh, gets beaten pretty badly. And, um, and, she looks into that, and of course, uh, things get bigger as they always do. And mm-hmm. um, and then the last one is all about the and and so it is so far the last one. Um, you know, it has been a few years. In fact, uh, this would have come out before there was a series, and um, and so I would love to see more of of the series. And that was uh, uh, yeah, this whole sort of coffee. Um, uh, sort of, sort of a thing about coffee culture gone amok, uh, <laughs> where um, 
Um, you know, you had someone trying to steal the, uh, the formulation of these beans and, um, and she kind of gets caught in the middle of it and, um, and basically thinks they're all jerks. And, uh, you know, it's, it's so, so what I'm saying is I don't, I, I wouldn't expect it to have evolved much further than what it is. Um, I think there would have been, you know, more family drama and that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. really, at the end of the day, we're dealing with Dex taking on cases and uh, and making bad choices. Oh, and that's all I wanted. Exactly. Just such a yeah, straight down the middle PI series of someone mm-hmm. who always comes up on the bad end of every coin toss. Absolutely. Uh, and continues to try to do things by their code. It's to, it's Rockford. Uh, do what's that's right. what it is. It's yeah. it's Rockford. You know, it's, yeah. We're just coming at it again from a we do not angle. need we do not need um you know, oh she gets involved with a big PI firm and uh no, we don't need that. We just um you know, it is her uh making bad choices and running uh y- you know, running afoul and uh and um and alongside the law at times. Mm-hmm. And um you know, it's interesting. Like I see sort of some of the things that go on with the, on the equalizer with, uh, her relationship with the cop there. And that's kind of where I pictured, uh, uh, Dex's thing going with, um, uh, with, uh, with Michael Ely's character, you know, where it's like, uh, you know, waxes and wanes. And, um, uh, the, the difference being she never has a team of, uh, of tech geniuses. Um, (laughs) yeah. Which I prefer. I mean, everybody's got the guy in the chair now. Oh, it's ridiculous. Give me a series where there isn't a guy in a chair. This is, it's, it's great. Yeah. Even Stabler's got one now for crying out loud. Um, Stabler. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's her name? Unintentional comedy. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I'm still upset that we didn't get to see where that was going. Um, that, that first season ended real high and dry, great cliffhanger with the character reveal as the door opens and then we're stuck never knowing. Yeah. And it's very interesting. The, um, you know, she, the mother doesn't, uh, doesn't show up in the, in the comic. It was actually the sister, uh, turns up and, uh, the sister's a piece of work. And, um, and also there's a sister <laughs> <laughs> things i'm learning exactly uh, no you're always more connected to the comic side than than i am is there is there anything out of the the creator on this book about you know future plans or have they are they just on a hiatus? Have they haven't have they heard anything? You know, said never again. Or? No, oh God, no! In fact, there was talk when the show came out about um, you know where it was like, oh, how are you liking it? And it was like, oh, it's great. You know, we uh, uh, you know it gives you know, hey, we might even uh, even pull some ideas from this kind of thing. Like some of the you know the additional characters, like the food truck guy, right? Yes. The guy, the guy from. Um, um, Uh, you know, uh, yeah, that whatever thing. his name was. Yeah. Yeah. No, the food truck guy. Anyway, there was talk about, you know, Hey, maybe we'll uh, use him in a future story, but so far no future story. Now, um, I don't know if you heard, but there was, um, 
like apparently a pandemic and stuff. So um, yeah, really, I don't know uh, if that has slowed him down. Uh, but but he's been pretty busy because there was that show um, or that movie on um, the hell was it called? On uh, it was on Netflix uh, last year. Um, Old Guard. Uh, it was the Charlie's Theron thing. Uh, I don't. It uh, came out in that. July of 2020, and it's uh, um, so yeah. It was called the Old Guard, uh, Charlize Theron, um, basically superheroes that were basically old gods kind of thing. Oh. Uh, you know, they'd been sort of mercenaries for years, and they were all immortal. And um, anyway, so um, so there was that. Um, so he did the script for that. Um, he had been working on um, a Lois Lane series that was fantastic. Um, it is, uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, the the, uh, um, you know, it's the the report, the investigative reporter going after the story, and occasionally Superman shows up. Uh, but yeah, then she sends him away because she wants to work on this on her own, and. Um, and uh, and of course, because it's uh, it's a Rucka thing, uh, you get Renee Montoya uh, showing up as the question in it as well, and she's kind of her bodyguard. Um, and so that was uh, that was really good. But yeah, so he's been busy with a lot of sort of other stuff, and um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know when. Uh, you know, there's there has been no talk of uh, of of more coming out. I'm just like looking up, uh, um, you know, on his site. Sort of, uh, it's like I need to. Uh, I probably need to check out his uh, Substack or whatever the hell, and uh, <laughs> and see because I would love to see more of it. Right now, uh, what's interesting is um, the. Um, the Rockford hat has currently been picked up by his old uh, Gotham Central buddy, Ed Brubaker, uh, who has been doing his um, semi-annual uh, Reckless books. And so Reckless has kind of been, uh, it, it's, it's again, very much like, uh, like that, you know, the, uh, the hard luck um, uh, P.I., and um, uh, the the difference being that most of these are stories that take place in the in the eighties, and um, so uh, by coincidence, the one I'm reading right now, uh, which which just came out, is uh, it takes place during the eighty nine quake in San Francisco. <laughs> well timed. Yeah. Right. Um, and, uh, and so, um, yeah, so he's been, the, he and, uh, Sean Phillips, uh, who he developed, uh, criminal with have been kind of putting those out. And, um, and so, yeah, but Rucka, I don't know what's going on with him. And like I say, I'm looking it up here and, um, trying to figure out if we're going to get some more, but it doesn't say anything. And, and literally his website, it doesn't say anything, but it's got lots of, uh, Ooh, maybe it's got lots of merchandise though. Old guard, old guard. <laughs> wait, wait, Lazarus, 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 old guard. It's all old guard and Lazarus. There's no uh I was hoping for like a Stumptown uh Roasters uh coffee mug or something. Oh. And uh yeah, no. Good. No. 
no such luck. So yeah, there is no, uh, you know, I remember him, um, being on, um, word balloon talking, uh, when the series first came out and, um, And uh, and uh, that's where I heard him say, like, "Oh yeah, the food truck guy. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll probably use him when we do another sto- another uh, another story." But you know, it's it's more of an if and when. Mm. Yeah, and uh, uh, wishful thinking. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I mean, as luck would have it, I haven't finished the first one yet, so I've, I'm not without opportunities to still enjoy this fresh. <laughs> there you have it. There you have yeah. it. Yeah. Well, that's fun. That one was uh, that was a heartbreaker to lose that series. And Absolutely, we both loved it. I mean, we fought over it that year in our, our little draft, and because wow. uh, you know it was, we both saw that one coming and knew that it, we had to have it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yes, I did. Ah, you <laughs> bastard! <laughs> it was a good performance that year because it was uh, it did decently in its. Uh, in its uh, lives, but it uh, then it did like even more on its uh, PVR. So, and yeah, uh, uh, it's one I'd like to I'd like to rewatch at this yeah. point. Um, I, if, for those who haven't seen it, it is available as part of the uh, Disney uh, World on uh, um, the Disney Plus app. Um, and uh, it was a great series. deserves deserves more respect. It deserved a longer run. Damn it! Yep. Yeah, a lack and a loss. That's mm-hmm. uh, distressing. Uh, next up, uh, turning the page over. Um, let's talk uh, about another. Uh, oh, let's go. Let's go over to NBC. Uh, NBC. I grabbed the Carmichael Show, um, which was, I mean, great series. Jared, yeah, Carmichael, uh, Amber Stevens West. Um, uh, who else? I mean, David Allen Greer. Um, like the entire cast: David Allen Greer, uh, Loretta Devine, Lil Rel, Howie. Uh, Tiffany Haddish for crying out loud. Yeah. You had these folks in a sitcom doing a real, um, it's very all in the family intentionally. Very, yeah. They were very much trying to capture the, um, you know, a family unit with people of different, different generations and differing opinions. And if nothing else, I think the, I think the show really tried to teach people how to uh, argue with one another again and have different opinions, but not end relationships over it. Uh, probably could have used some more of that by now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just in general, the, uh, the series ran uh, from where I put that. I, where did I, come on. Oh, there it is. 2015 to 2017 ran uh, three seasons, 32 episodes. And uh, this season, if it had survived, would have been uh, marked its eighth season. So it would have been getting a little long in the tooth, 
but I left it on the list because Lord knows there's a lot of sitcoms uh, in the back in the heyday of sitcoms, at least that made it to 10 and 12 seasons. So um, would have been interesting. Could have been interesting. I would have been curious to see what that would have looked like after all those seasons and what kind of uh, issues they would have dealt with. Well, um, it would have been interesting really... because, uh, um, because of course, Gerard uh, uh, and, uh, and Maxine got married toward the end of the third season. Of course, uh, at some point in season seven, he comes out as gay. Right. And so uh, off, uh, off, off she goes. And, um, and uh, so, but you know, she's still around because, because they, they got, uh, they got Joe, uh, Joe Jr. Um, kicking around. And um, so she's still there in the mix, which is makes for awkward times, um, you know, and and uh, and uh, and and Bobby is has got things, you know, together. He's got himself a wife and uh, and all of a sudden Gerard seems like the, the mess, the one who's messed up. And um so it's kind of like a, a twist on, uh, on their relationship. And that was the thing that I wondered about how it might get introduced or not is uh, yeah. what, how it might get handled is the, uh, um, uh, with, with him having come out, uh, yeah. how, would it be written into the show? And I'd th- like to believe they would. I think he would. And, and they, and they would have fought him on it every step of the way. But, um, but he would, he would have, uh, he would have fought for it. So. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Heck, if but he still had the show, great. he might've even done it earlier. Who knows? Also true. I, I, I would have been really curious to see how that could have played out. And the scenario that you described, uh, makes a lot of sense um, for for character and who they were, and, and it's consistent with the uh, the series and how they handled oh, yeah. it. So I would have been I would have been into seeing that for sure. And uh, I just I can't believe when you see the cast on that thing, like everybody. <laughs> oh, it was and, great. We knew it then. And, I mean, it's it's not like know, it's, it's not just a looking back. It's like, uh, you know, even at the time it was like, my God, look at this cast they put together. Well, I think at the time it was, these people are pretty good. Tiffany Haddish, I didn't know well then. And to. No, but she was, she was a standout for sure. She was fantastic. She was, who is this person? And now it would be, you've got Tiffany friggin' Haddish locked into a sitcom, renew that. Yeah. (laughs) Try to hang on to her for as long as you can. Yeah. Cause she's going to (laughs) leave. She's going to go places. Well, she yeah. was in like every movie for a stretch there. Yeah. True story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that was, that was the Carmichael show. Um, the next one, let's see. Oh, let's go to CBS for one you knew was going to be on this list. Uh, me, myself and I, uh, uh, yeah. this is one that we loved and we still wake up crying over in the middle of the night. Indeed. Oh, well, you know what's what's interesting about this is, of course, because of the way uh, kids of that age grow so quickly, um, the kid would have actually surpassed the Bobby Moynihan version, and um, 
which would have been weird, right? Oh, a little unexpected, let's put it that way. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that, that was such a great show. That was, uh, for anybody who doesn't remember it, that was another one that we fought over for our, uh, our fantasy league. Um, and yet, but no one, but uh, I think that might have actually been before we did it. Really? Yeah, I because none of us had it. it. Really? Are you sure? 100%. Yeah. I'm shocked by that. Uh, 2017 ran one season, 13 episodes. And our first, uh, uh, our first fantasy pool was um, 2018. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Jack Dylan Grazer, uh, who uh, more recently you uh, would know from Shazam. Um, Shazam! Bobby Moynihan. Uh, John Larroquette, of course, Jaleel White, Tim Reed, Ed Begley Jr. Uh, it was a show about um, uh, one guy, but at three different points in his life. So it's him as a kid, it's him as a as an adult, and it's it's him as a as a older retired man. Um, and so you have the entire cast has to be replicated. Uh, three times over at three different age groups, which made for a lot of fun in casting. It's a great way to tell some stories. Uh, they got to take advantage of things like, you know, the Wonder Years style of uh, storytelling, of telling stories of, you know, when they were kids, but they actually show it to you. Yeah. Um, and everything plays out in, in real episode time, if, for lack of a better descriptor. Um, it was a great series. We, Loved the hell out of it, and were upset when it was gone. I still <laughs> very upset. Did we even it was get? Good. Oh, they did a burn off at the end of the year, didn't they? I think so. Yeah, that's right. I remember now. I'm not even. Yeah, sure. I've it was seen in all thirteen episodes. I was gonna say it was in. Uh, they they started. They ran the last. Um, so the thing here, here, this says it all. The Thanksgiving episode aired on uh, July 14th. <laughs> That's the synergy they look for at networks. <laughs> yeah. Burn that shit brutal. off. They said. Brutal. brutal. Um, but yeah, you got. Uh, uh, yeah. Rand- Randall Einhorn. There you go. Um yeah, yeah, it did not it did not grow great. Um and the funny thing is like uh you know the numbers it was pulling in are you know as uh, better than most of the ones that we've had in our in our pool. Um, <laughs> so uh, you know it, we've said it a bunch of times before but it's so sad to watch what constitutes something worth saving or things that get cut when they were doing as well as they were doing and well, I mean, again, it's, that's all relative, right? Because yeah. the um, at the time, all of the other shows were doing substantially more than that. Yeah, heartbreaking. Uh, yeah, because I mean, if I look at our our first year, um, you know the. Um, Uh, sitcoms were doing, uh, yeah, they were doing um, on average. Oh, see, I didn't calculate averages back then. Uh, oh. Madness. Oh, no, wait. So, yeah, like the neighborhood pulled in like 7.8 average per episode. Um, you know, the cool kids was like 5.52. 
Um, Happy Together was 5.27. Yeah, so, I mean, we were sort of 5 to 7. Now it's more like 3 to (laughs) 5. So, um, yeah, it's a a difference for sure. Um, Yeah, so just trying to think of sort of where would they be at? Where would they be at? So, yeah, like... um, they would be, I did the math on all these, uh, they would be going into their sixth season, which is, it's, that's, that's mid run for a, a sitcom. I mean, if they really had a chance to get their group going, I could Yeah. Worked. So I think Alex would have, uh, young Alex would have been, um, so he was a middle school student. Um, so he would be choosing colleges. Right. And, um, um, Middle Alex, um, he, he would have worked out the whole the whole thing with his daughter, where where the wife wanted to move away. Um, and uh, and they would have started to you know put like you know sort of put in things that would uh, that would eventually lead to her being the uh, GM of the Bulls. <laughs> that would have worked. And uh yeah, I'm trying to think of um Well the the future story with John Larroquette, he would have had to have finally worked things out with the with the high school sweetheart. With Nori, or the, yeah. Or the public school crush. <laughs> that uh I I'd, I'd hope that by season six they would have been into that storyline. That's uh that show is that's one of the ones I'm still upset over. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough one. Um, Starting that with CBS uh, over at Fox. Uh, you just mentioned them. Actually, I was looking at the cool kids. Yeah. Um, uh, 2018 ran one season, 22 episodes. Uh, so it would have been their fifth season right now. Uh, this is another David Allen Greer vehicle. Uh, uh, Vicky Lawrence, Martin Mull, and of course, Leslie Jordan. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's a sitcom set in a retirement home. Uh, Charlie Day was one of the producers from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He did one episode appearance as a custodian, I think. Yeah. Maybe two. Um, but it would have been great to have that you know, develop over time. And the, they were starting to build up like they could pull some guest casts like uh like a uh, a hot in cleveland kind of thing where you were yeah get some, yeah absolutely yeah. and i would have loved to have seen how that could have grown especially after something like hot in cleveland goes off the air and yeah. you know when does leslie jordan get to bring in some of his will and grace castmates that's and, I, was, I was just gonna say when when is Me- megan mullally coming in yes right right and yeah you know, just playing like an angry cafeteria lady or something like that. Like she could have had so much fun with that. Um, they had, they did manage one great reunion, with Martin Mullen, Leslie Ann Warren. Uh, they both did clue the movie together back in the eighties. Yeah. And, uh, uh, he was Colonel Mustard. She was, uh, um, Miss Scarlet and, uh, they were fantastic together for a couple episodes. I, I, this is another one that I just kind of enjoyed. It was quiet. Just kind of sat there at the end of the week. I think it might've been hiding on a Friday night even. And, uh, it was, 
it was still, it was funny, it was sweet. Um, it just kind of worked. And getting to watch Leslie Jordan in a, in a, a co-lead role was, was a lot of fun because we've always seen him as, you know, guest star. And he, I mean, he won an yeah. Emmy for his work on Will and Grace. Um, but, you know, it was a couple episodes here and there and to see him get to do a longer run, I, I would have loved to see more of that, especially after, um, you know, losing him this last week. That yeah. would have been, I would have loved a little more of that. I can't remember who had that that year in our me. I think you grabbed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, you're right. It was a Friday night show. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. I think it was on with like dads and stuff like that. It didn't have a solid, <laughs> um, <laughs> solid uh, uh, lineup to to build off of, but. Um, I Good think grief. at another time on another night, it could have done well for itself. And, and you had, um, Jamie Farr as a, um, yes, yes. Uh, as a recurring character. Um, they did, they did yeah. like the be positive thing where, um, you know, whenever they wanted to, they just throw somebody else into the background is somebody Absolutely. who's always been here or somebody who has a line every third episode. Um, Artemis they, Pebdani, who uh, played the vice president in um, in Scandal, uh, she was the head of the uh, mm. of the retirement community. Of course, you mentioned Leslie Ann Warren, uh, Jerry Burns, um, who used to be yes. on Dear John. Um, yeah. Was that and, was uh, there? Uh, oh, he was in uh, oh the. The one with the guy from the unicorn plays the bad guy with Wade Boggins in uh, uh, with the sheriff guy, Justified, uh, Justified, Justified. justified. Oh, and he played a big, he played a big bad city villain for a, a, one of the seasons. Jerry Burns, um, really nice. Jerry Burns, yeah, which was unexpected, but the I think yeah. kind of played into the plastic surgery he's had done because it made him look a little more sinister and evil <laughs> compared to you know, how we started. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But every time um, I see that guy, I always remember his, his dear John stuff. He was, yeah. Yeah. He was, that's he was the... really funny on that show and knew how to play the accent, right. To get the extra laughs just by saying like a few words. He, he knew how to reminds me a lot of, um, uh, Gloria on modern family. And, uh, yeah how she's always in interviews. She's talked about how she knows how to dial up the accent for the extra laugh. Yeah. And it was the same kind of thing. He just leaned into the New York to, to pull it off. It's good stuff. Nice. Yeah. Oh, once um, upon a time. Um, but yeah. And also, um, let's see who else. Um, Okay. Um, yeah, you had like, uh, yeah, Stephen Tobolowski, John Lovitz, um, Robert Pine. Uh, right? like, yeah, so Tony Rock. Uh, Ed Begley Jr. Ed Begley Jr. shows up again. Uh, he Julia, does. That was Julia the one where they yeah. thought he was a serial killer. That's right. Uh, they thought, yeah. He, yeah, they thought he was the Zodiac killer. Um, that was it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Julia Duffy, Max Gale. Um, yeah, it's a murderer's row, if you'll pardon the expression. Jack A, Rick Fox. Yeah, and, and how many seasons until they start making jokes about Martin Mull's character being D.B. Cooper or something like that? Like, right, exactly. You know, 
they, they could have had so much fun with that series and they just got cut down and it makes me sad. <laughs> uh, Indeed. That was Fox one. Uh, you know, one, this was a, this is a random one. This is from the uh, comedy central of all places. Um, at midnight with Chris Hardwick. That was a great goddamn show. Absolutely. Ran 2013 to 2017, four seasons, 600 episodes. Uh, it was a twist on the panel show. It was done as a game show. Uh, pop culture questions and, and news and three funny, funny people just getting to, just getting to go off. Uh, and they, uh, uh, I loved it because it, it introduced me to people that I didn't know, uh, comics that I should have been Absolutely. looking at. Uh, it also gave me, you know, faces to comics that at, at the time I was listening to a lot of that funny 820, uh, AM comedy network out of, uh, Hamilton. And so I was hearing a lot of comics, but not knowing who they were. And so yeah. just put faces to names for me, which I really enjoyed. Um, they did some great reunions. They put together the, they, they reunited the most of the cast from, uh, um, the show, uh, the show, the show, uh, on one of their episodes and had like the ones that weren't on stage were scattered around the audience heckling. <laughs> oh, and they would do, they would do things like we've got, uh, so here's, um, uh, Paul F. Tompkins and, uh, Paget Brewster, uh, from, uh, beyond belief from the, uh, mm-hmm. thrilling adventure hour and, uh, and have them on. Yeah, no, I, uh, was a big fan. I never missed it. And, uh, it was, so, it was, so, that was, was one, that one was one that we recorded every night and would watch later. I mean, it, we replaced that, I think with our jeopardy is now our nightly watch, but if that were still on the air, we would still be following that one. Yeah. One that I loved was that it would, there was always, they always ran some little contest of the night where they were looking for like the, they, it was, it was audience participation. They gave you something to tweet. Yeah. Hashtag and, wars. And yeah. It was hashtag, that was it, wars. hashtag wars. Yeah. And if you come up with it, they, they, they show you out the next night if you, if you won. And, um, I had a few that were, I thought were pretty damn funny. I, if, I mean, I made Sarah laugh. That's the important part. <laughs> I never go. actually submitted them, but, um, it was it was just it was a straight simple half hour really funny hardwick did a great job with it uh to this day we yell points randomly when you know somebody yeah. does something funny or absolutely or lands a lands a joke or makes a point I, it, it was it was a great series and i would i would love to still be able to catch that uh every night it ran uh where is it uh season four so 2013. I don't know what season we'd be in, but it doesn't really matter. We'd be in the 10th season because yeah. it would, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a talk show. It doesn't, doesn't hinge on story ideas. It's just keep rolling that model along. Just get more people to come on the show. It would yeah. Be great. I wonder who'd be hosting it now. And, uh, cause that's the thing is that it would have, um, Hardwick would have left. Oh Yeah. Oh yeah, he was yeah. already getting busier, and uh, like that's why they ended the show. It was they didn't get canceled. They, you know, it was a, it, you know, it was one of those things where it's like I think we've run our course, and uh, you know, he was getting busier, so had all kinds of things going on and coming up, and um, and um, and well, that's they, a good question. Who who do you hand that off to? Well, that that was the that was the reason that they didn't continue it was because they couldn't imagine doing it without him, and um, 
So yeah. So there we go. Oh, I think they they could have found somebody. They should have been like a. Well, but what they did, uh, yeah, maybe they could have. The point was, like, but again, like it wasn't like they got canceled. It was it was that they, uh, you know, they were kind of. Uh, we don't think we can continue doing this, and um, damn shame. Damn Which is interesting shame. because it seems so sustainable to me. Yeah. That- could have continued. And I mean, uh, Comedy Central also had David Spade's show, didn't they? Around that was the after. Time slot. That was after. Yeah. yeah. I mean, imagine the two of those in a back-to-back block with the Daily Show kicking it off or something like that. Like, you know, talk about you can you can go watch a talk show on one of the other networks or you can see three really funny shows mm. back-to-back-to-back like that. They could have really dominated an unexpected well, hour and, of the and night. It was because, yeah, it was originally... Um, yeah, so it would have, for for most of its run, it was um, it was following Colbert, mm-hmm. and uh, and then it followed uh, Larry Wilmore for the one year, and um, I think it I think it wrapped up around then. So I don't think well, they I don't Larry, think they followed um, after Larry got canceled. Didn't they move them up a half an hour? And that was the whole thing was that at midnight was now on at 1130 <laughs> and nobody was more amused by that than Hardwick <laughs> who would laugh his ass off every time. Welcome to midnight at 1130. All right. Just because let's go. <laughs> yeah. That I mean, was, you announced the winner at midnight. So, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, that was, yeah, what they had to pivot onto, but God help them if they moved them again. <laughs> I, uh, I, I love that show. I miss that show. If you've never seen it, hit YouTube. There's a bunch of uh, clips and uh, probably some full episodes that people posted out there. Uh, and it was just funny stuff. Just just goofy, wacky stuff from, uh, you know, smart comics doing what they do best. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, jumping over to Netflix. Uh, this is a more recent one. Uh, Cowboy Bebop 2021. It ran for one season, 10 episodes, and they shut that thing down. Um, that was, I'm it, that, that one, I still have my, my Firefly PTSD, which incidentally would have been season 21 if it had been safe, but we put a pin in that for now. <laughs> no, it would not. <laughs> <laughs> not that we're counting. <laughs> no, it would not. <laughs> That's why it's not on the list. I'm just saying I did the math. Um, the, uh, uh, it had the same kind of spirit of it's that, uh, it's that same stump town thing we were talking about, about, you know, these are the PIs. These are the, you know, the smugglers and bounty hunters who are um, just trying to keep flying, for lack of a better uh, mm-hmm. slogan, or without I've, stealing somebody else's. And it was it was such a good show, so much fun. I really was disappointed that they didn't get a longer run, and I thought because it was on Netflix that it had a better shot at. Uh, uh, getting a few extra seasons and it did not. And that very much upset me. Did you ever watch it? Or is it no, not? I, I no. have never seen that. Give the pilot a shot sometime. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Sure. Yeah. Why not? You got plenty of time. Oh wow. yeah. Put that on the list, Scott. Thanks. Well, let me give you some homework, dickhead. <laughs> Sorry. 
it's uh yeah please please don't give me homework i can't <laughs> um, <laughs> it was uh i'd, I'd seen kind of half the original anime series and it seemed to kind of capture the spirit of i think a lot of people were angry that it wasn't um to them it didn't capture it and i think it's because they got different things out of the the anime than I did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Probably possible because I ain't a huge anime fan. So I was taking little bits and pushing 80% of it back across the table, I'm sure. And so I recognized a lot in the 20% I took from it. Uh, but uh, it was a, it was a fun sci-fi series. Um, I love shows with future visions that are dirtier versions than, you know, it, it still looks like a lived in world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, the ships are rusted and held together. Um, everything's, you know, still built out of metal and it's not shiny. And, um, you know, that millennium Falcon, you got to know where to punch it to make the warp drive kick in that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, I dug it. I would have liked to have seen more from it. Short for him. And you haven't seen it, so that uh, cuts that conversation down. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> as soon as you mentioned no, it, no. it's like, oh, I can't help. Oh, uh, no. However, I have, Wiki- I have. You're confirmed. on the Wikipedia page in the background reading as fast as you can. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I very have, much enjoyed I have, however, John Cho. <laughs> com- confirmed that, yes, it was a, a mutual ending of, uh, of At Midnight, mainly because. Uh, um, they were like, oh, well, we're doing this new Jordan Klepper thing, which lasted, what, six months? Um, and because um, that was where they were trying to make Jordan Klepper like the uh, sort of the new Colbert. But it's like, what would Colbert have to be now? Well, it would be more of an Alex Jones thing than a uh, than a Bill O'Reilly yeah. thing. Right. And yeah. um and it didn't last because it's like, oh, that shit ain't funny anymore. Yeah, it got a little too real. Uh, exactly. I, I was always impressed with Klepper's ability to walk into a sea of idiots and put microphones on faces and yeah. not just grab them by the collar and scream into their faces. Uh, he, he was he was good at what he did, but he couldn't be funny anymore. Well, and it wasn't even that. It was that, that the show he was doing was in fact him not doing that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, you know, it's like now he's no longer a correspondent. Now he's behind a desk. Well, and but he still did field stuff. He, didn't he? he? Or did, was the whole thing desk? It was most, it, most of it was him behind the desk be it do, going off on, uh, Alex Jones style rat, rants. Uh, and that's why. And so what they yeah, decided to do was, was uh, when they canceled it was, yeah, let's do like uh, a, a few specials a year kind of thing. And like really sort of get out there, be amongst the people and, uh, and uh, which he has done. And it's been great. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, so that was like, um, when uh when um the producers and uh and and chris hardwick uh went to uh comedy central and said yeah so we think we're kind of done they were like okay well we've got this jordan klepper thing that will solve all our problems <laughs> it's planned frank <clears throat> yeah I think it's 
<laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. So that was uh, the the uh, the main list. Um, nice. I had a, I had a couple more. Uh, Whiskey Cavalier over on ABC from 2019. I think exactly. I was the only one who was digging it. Maybe Tay Diggs' mom was there with me. Maybe um, I I, ha- I still have many of them on my PVR. <laughs> <laughs> season one lasted 13 episodes with a mid-season replacement, and then she died. Um, so it would be on their fourth season right now. Uh, it was uh, Sarah or sorry Scott Foley, uh, Laura Laura Cohen, uh, Tyler Jones Williams, who's gone on to uh, Abbott Elementary since then, uh, Laura. And, Lauren Cohen, of course, has gone back to uh, The Walking Dead. So, on the one hand, kind of nice to get her back in time to wrap up that series. On the other hand, would have loved to see what this one did. Uh, just weekly spy adventure stuff. Um, <clears throat> uptight FBI agent paired with uh, um, rough and tumble CIA operative uh, in a joint task force thing. And um, it was. Very much like, uh, imagine Archer, but a little more serious. <laughs> um, but still had room for the, the, a little bit of comedy between the characters. It was a, it was a moonlighting vibe um, on a kind of a global scale. And uh, uh, by the end, I thought they were starting to build up a little momentum, but it was too little too late, sadly. Yes. Building up momentum might have helped at the beginning. Yeah, you're. Yeah. I mean, the pilot was solid, to, in my opinion. I, I thought the show was good. You know what I've watched yeah. of it, it was was great. Um, it, yeah, just it had. Uh, I mean, aside from the part where neither of us could ever remember the name of the show. <laughs> well, but doesn't that say something, right? Like it, it's. Um, so yeah, that was in the first our our inaugural. Um, was it the first year? Yeah, oh yeah, it was because yeah. it was 2018 was the first year, but this thing didn't premiere until 2019. That's right. Yeah, I think I picked this one, and I think you made fun of me for picking a mid-season replacement show. But I thought, how could it possibly go wrong? It stars TV Scott Foley. And you know I what? I, half of it's uh, honestly half of its episodes tracked better than a million little things. <laughs> that's seriously. That's saying like, something. Um. Oh yeah, but then it fell off a cliff. Oh <laughs> yeah, so for like the first five or six episodes, it was up there, and then all of a sudden, it dropped into like half its audience. I wonder if they moved it or uh, it lost a, a lead in or something. I just think the summer came. <laughs> oh well, that'll do it too. Yeah, right? oh, I, is it I, nice I, out? I'm going outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, you know, it started poorly. Um, but then it picked up for the next episode and then, um, you know, it coasted for a few weeks and then it dropped off a cliff. Hmm. And, uh, that's interesting. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. Like I'm looking and it's like some, some episodes again, like, uh, you know, not far off what the rookie was doing. And, um, but the thing was that the rookie continued to do them. <laughs> yeah. 
um, but you helps, know, like, and that's like, what happens. And then yeah, like, but they were all show. like, like, uh, like you know, two thirds of like FBI, for example. Like it was yeah. doing like twelves and and thirteens and fourteens, and like it was pushing some big numbers. And you know, most shows don't do that. It, uh, it 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 reminded me a little of Alias. Um, oh, very much, the, very know, much. Yeah. Thing. And um, I mean, that was a, a fun series while it lasted. It's well another one that kind of lost its way, but just yeah, it, it was. Uh, it had it had, know, a, nice it had a good great adventure. It had a great first. Drama. It had a great first two seasons, and uh, a, you know, a middling third, and a. Oh God! Like put the you, someone put them out of their misery. Fourth, <laughs> that one that one gets stuck in the writer's strike as well. No, eh. or was it just the crap with Garner dating Michael Vartan and not? And no, it was more a um, um, you know J.J. Abrams suddenly um, being the the savior of uh, of all networks. You know, every show had to have uh, his name on it to get through the door. Uh, and I think he just got spread way too thin. <laughs> uh, and happen. and Jennifer Garner was all of a sudden bankable. And, um, you but know, she had and, a movie career to get to that. Well, true. that's when that's that's when that started. Right. And um, mm-hmm. so uh, I remember when she went off and did daredevil and she came back to alias afterwards and she brought some of the stunt coordinators from daredevil with her and they made a point of giving her a, a scene where she got to grab some sides <laughs> and yes because she just learned how to spin them and twirl them and make it look really cool and so exactly sure exactly yeah but, but yeah alias, I, alias on paper makes no sense it should never work <laughs> but it did and I, I still think it was, you know, nothing short of a small miracle that it actually. Um, oh, it was they were genius from seasons. the beginning. It was, it, you know, it was their uh, their sitting in the Felicity thing. And wouldn't it be cool yeah. if, if Felicity cool. was a spy? We've run out of ideas for Felicity. Well, clearly she must be a spy. Oh, yeah. College student by day, spy by night. Pitch it at 4 a.m. Everybody exactly. laughs and they go back to doing what they're doing. And three weeks later, they're like, you know, we should really do that thing that we thought was stupid. Which in other worlds is how you end up with Tusk. <laughs> so, exactly. Walrus, yes. Somebody somebody dares you to do it. And you're like, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> There's always somebody. Exactly. Tells you it's a good idea to take your dick out at a party. <laughs> Absolutely. There's a deep cut for anybody who is, and a weird cut for no one has ever heard the uh, original Kevin Smith story about doing that movie, but. I'll stand by it anyway. Um, another one that uh, uh, that I had was um, Perfect Harmony on NBC. Bradley Whitford, Anna Kant. Oh, yeah. A sitcom about the fish out of the water, fish out of water story. It, it picture like you know, sister act. Um, somebody who doesn't belong there or doesn't want to be there accidentally finds this choir in a church and um realizes that he can help them be better and maybe find his way back to connecting to people at the same time and 
becomes a whole heartwarming sitcom thing with a couple of great songs thrown in every episode. It was, it was getting better the longer it was going on. It hit the finale and there were some questions to be answered about whether or not people were, you know, I think Anna Camp's character was potentially moving away because she got a job offer. And, um, but it was fun. And Bradley Whitford playing, you know, the drunk curmudgeon. Yes. <laughs> trying to accept that these people, uh, um, care about him and that maybe he should live again. Almost uh, like he didn't have to act good. anymore. <laughs> right. It was a, uh, it was, it was a good series. They'd be on their fourth season right now. And I, I, I would like to have seen where that went. Oh, um, definitely. I, I really enjoyed that one. Um, they found a way to be a little less cheesy than Glee, but I mean, I don't know how many years you're supposed to be working towards regionals <laughs> before you're actually well, going to regionals. That. I, but, um, you know, the point, was it Steven Tobolowsky? No, it was, was it Keckner? Who played the, the, no, it was neither of them. It was the guy from, uh, from Big Sky. First season. He played the, the priest, uh, from the competing choir when he was wearing a toupee, wasn't he? Um, the, the cop, the bad guy cop from the first oh. season of Big Sky. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I mean, developing that relationship further would have been uh, interesting as well. Or that. Um, so what was it? It was uh, Urban Harmony. Yeah, no, I I realize that I'm I'm trying to find the uh, the other um, guy. You said what was that? So I thought you were asking. No, no, no. Show to look uh, up. Um, it doesn't, yeah. It's a, a short-lived show. Of course, they don't, uh, there isn't much on the, on the, uh, on the page. Um, no, not so much. <laughs> not so much. Uh, um, what the hell you say? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, cause he was in it from the beginning. So yeah, it's, uh, John Carroll. John Carroll Lynch. Lynch. That's it. That's yeah. that son of a Who's bitch. A great actor and done a Absolutely. lot of great stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, he he's did three a... episodes as Pastor Magnus. That was who he was. And he was the one that was, I think he was preventing Bradley. Uh, his character from uh, preventing the, him from burying his wife in the cemetery or some sort of, yeah. yeah. Some sort of douchery that you didn't expect from. A yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That spoke to what a villain he was. Um, speaking of mustache twirling and, uh, yeah. So that was a, it was an unexpected fun series and would have liked to see more from it. I don't remember which one of us picked that, but I believe Me. we did. You'd, oh, you yeah. bastard. Um, <laughs> it's like I'm angry all over again. <laughs> I keep asking the question. I'm running, rubbing vinegar in my but, own But way. hang on a second. So, so that was uh, that was a 2020. Um, okay, so that's... I had 2019. Was it mid-season? No, no. No, I chose it. Of course it wasn't mid-season. Um, <laughs> no, no. <Bastard. laughs> no mid-seasons. 
No caps, darling. Um, all right, so 2019 to 2020. So, um, yeah, you, you had, uh, well, you had Sunnyside, though. Oh, well, I mean, stand back and be impressed by uh, that. I think it ran six point one million. before they yeah. canceled yeah. it and dumped it onto Peacock. I think um, it was one of the first things they put on Peacock. That's right. Like, what the hell's Peacock? They're like, well, it's where you can go to watch the rest of Sunnyside. And everybody said, what the hell's Not Sunnyside? you. Not you. And I said, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Um, that's what I put for putting so, get for putting so much faith in Cal Penn. Now you, you, uh, you, so you had that, but you also had the unicorn and the unicorn, um, Hey, outstripped winner, chicken dinner. It outstripped uh perfect harmony by like three times. <sighs> so makes me happy to hear you say you these words out loud. There you go. But Good. of course, sunny side, um, you know, really dragged me down. That killed my average. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, got, I really hurt me. <laughs> that was the, the that was the year I also side. had, um, um, uh, Carol's second act. Oh yeah. Yeah. So biggest show that season in our pool was, uh, you had, uh, all rise. Um, and, uh, then Carol's second act was the second biggest. The unicorn was the third. And um, and then of course it was Stumptown. Mm. Was it, was, was, that was not bad year of television. Yeah. For a new show crop. That was the year that we ended up in a 50-50 statistical split, but I had um thirty-three thousand more viewers. Like it was that <laughs> it was that close. <laughs> it was the kind of thing where you know if somebody had been stupid and taken Sunnyside, they might have won. I think the dumb part was I took Sunnyside first round. Like that's how bad it was. Yeah, you jumped right on it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I thought that was going to be gold. <laughs> I have no idea. No idea. Oh yeah, because my <laughs> first pick was Stumptown, and yeah. uh, and, and, and like, you were well, like, "Well, I better go sitcom." You were like Sunnyside gem. <laughs> okay. Hey, I mean, it's no, it's no connecting. Um, <laughs> connecting lasted longer. Did it though? I think it did, because Sunnyside was four episodes and then it dumped over. It, they probably connecting did the same. Yeah, connecting uh, did less ratings. Um, it was six point oh five versus six point one. So you know, rounding error. <laughs> um, uh, connecting ran. Yeah, four episodes. Can I pick them or can I pick them? I'm like a reverse truffle pig. Like if, if I, if I'm excited by the show and my tail's wagging, you should just walk away. <laughs> cause that, cause that ain't a good mushroom. It's shit. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's found, he's found feces again. <laughs> <laughs> Grab by the scruff of his neck and drag him out of there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there you go. The other ones I had, uh, I, one that I, I thought was funny to go back and look at was uh, Lethal Weapon. That oh, show yeah. tried so hard, and it just never got there. They would be in their seventh season right now. And if they were uh, lucky, would been, they would have uh, killed off Murtaugh. And, <laughs> and brought um, back Riggs. 
<laughs> Seriously. Uh, it turns out I wasn't dead after all. No. And instead, you get Clayne uh, uh, and Sean William Scott do the show together instead. Oh, yeah. I'd be on board for that. Um, I mean, it was just it was a good buddy cop thing. Absolutely. I, I really, despite everything that was going on behind the scenes, they managed to deliver something that had felt like it had the spirit of the original movies. And that yeah. always impressed me. Um, and yeah. it, it would have been fun to see that continue. I it, There's in the, in, a, in the world of dramas, there's room for something like that where it's, it's, you know, it's the, it's the buddy cop model on a weekly basis. Um, yeah. Uh, Bradley Whitford did one with Colin Hanks. Um, what the hell was that called? It the wasn't other guys the other guys. Or something like that? It, uh, it, no. No, because the other guys was the, uh, was the movie with Farrell and Wahlberg. Yeah. Yeah. But it was something uh, like that. Um, yeah. Uh, you, you know, yeah. It, it, I, yeah, the, that lethal weapon was fantastic. I mean, it was, I, I thought it was just great uh, start to finish, uh, even with all of mm. the shit that they had to deal with. And, um, like somehow it still worked, which and, was, and you know, and, I mean, and the more you the found out about what was going on behind the scenes, the, the more impressive it was at what they were able to deliver. Then they were able until to you do found out what was did, happening. Yeah. Until you found out that was happening. You couldn't tell by the, the final product on the screen. The good guys was what it was called. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. It was close. 2010. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the, something about uh, the guys. There was um, in uh, Hillary Burton's book. Uh, she talks about when she was uh, uh, she was going through. Um, I believe when she was on on um, that on that show, she was going through a difficult pregnancy that ended up uh, in a miscarriage, and um, and she and, and one of the things she talked about uh, quite a bit was how amazing Clayne Crawford was to her. And, uh, she was just like, you know, we'll never forget how kind he was. And, uh, and it's like, yeah, you know, I mean, um, yeah. Was she Mrs. Murtaugh? No, 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 no. Uh, She she was, um, she was like the FBI agent that showed up and was, um, Ah. yep. Uh, sort of an interest for Riggs. Yeah. Like if Got you're it. trying to place her in your head, she's also the, uh, she's the doctor that uh, Arizona had the, uh, had the fling with um, <laughs> that caused all that trouble on Grey's Anatomy. Gotcha. And is married. Yeah. To, and is married to Negan as it turns out. Ooh. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Oh yeah. So she did, uh, you had a role on the uh, on the se- right. on the Walking Dead too, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that Got yeah. It. Anyway, so yeah, she she kind of went through a spell where she was like the the FBI or Treasury agent that comes into a, into a cop show, and because she did the same thing on um, White Collar as well. Uh-huh. and um, and yeah. So, I mean, you know, that they were with all of the crap that was going on with, um, 
you know, with with uh, Crawford kind of holding them to account on safety and all the all these things, and then um, dealing with the nutsiness of um, of of Damon Wayans, um, that they were able to do what they did. Um, you know, because you hear his story about when he was when he uh, when he quit SNL, and it was like. Yeah, you know, maybe he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it uh, it sure seemed by the end like we'd established, you know, where the problem was. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, which was so, a shame because so, you know it was the the show was there in the performances, but the behind the scenes stuff, my God. That's worth putting a bullet in the show right there. Yeah, well, that's just it. That's just it. So I would have loved to have seen it continue, but I can understand yeah. why they're like, enough. <laughs> it would have been their seventh season. They had a great mix of uh, comedy and action, um, yeah. which is often really difficult to do. Yeah. Um, and that, I think, was the part that hurt the most, was that they'd found the 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 tone and could deliver a weekly episode that felt right. And yeah, then just, you know, imploded under the weight of everything happening behind the scenes. And that's a shitty way to lose a show, but them's the breaks. Anyway, there's a bunch more that I could uh, rail on here, but we'll, uh, We'll leave them be. We we can't we can't disturb all the dead in one night. That's Wah-ha-ha. right. That's right. We got to save some of those. <laughs> and uh, that was. I mean, was the, I, I mean, Dallas would have been in its forty fifth season, um. <laughs> right? Well, and there were there. I mean, there was one like at one point I was trying to do the math on where happy endings would have been because that one got cut down three seasons in and. It, yeah. Uh, you know, how long will the? How many sitcoms go? And well, let it be. Wasn't let Anna be. Camp in that for five minutes as well? She might have been. Yeah. Did she I, play I, uh, I, 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 sister? Sorry. I only say that because uh, she, you know she's um, she's another show killer. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, only, only the difference is, is that they kick her out. Just think about it. Like, you know, she was in, um, like when they, when the Mindy project came out, she was meant to be like her number two. Right. And then she disappeared fast. <laughs> they, they did lose her quickly. Didn't they? They did. And, uh, she was and supposed to be the person who provided the contrast to Mindy's life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then it, we were like, no, that's boring. <laughs> But she was also happy endings would have been in season 12, 12 goodness. And you know, there's nothing that says a really strong performance, like a sitcom in its 12th season. (laughs) Yeah. It was just one I tripped across and it made me laugh. Exactly. Well, that's awesome. Well, we will. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm sure we will have some more of these at some point. In the meantime, Scott, I can't wait to hear about your pop of the week. My pop of the week. Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, I'm dropping this one now because it's not too late for people to uh, cash in on this. Uh, it's Eli Roth's History of Horror. Uh, every October, AMC dusts it off, and quite often we'll add another season to it. Um, 
and I think there's three seasons at the moment. And it's a great documentary series on kind of the history of horror movies. Uh, Eli Roth sits down, interviews a bunch of different folks, talks you through some different movies. There's usually a theme to each episode. Um, and I've never watched an episode and not come away with a movie or two that I know I need to go and try and find. Um, and with things like uh, Turner Classic Movies on their their Friday night um, underground stuff that they do, every now and then I'll find one, which is pretty awesome. Um, it was how I knew to check out April Fool's Day, which turned out to have been shot in around the university where I work, which made it even more interesting to watch. Um, sorry, sorry, which to, one was that? Uh, April Fool's Day. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. And then the original Black Christmas was also shot in the same stretch of, uh, you know, fraternity row, for lack of a better <laughs> term. Um, but, I mean... He's Eli Roth, so he gets some pretty good access to uh, directors and writers um, and actors, actresses who will come in and talk about um, the genre, the different movies, different roles they've had. Um, it's good stuff. Uh, the one I'm currently watching is called Nine Nightmares, and it's just nine movies that are... Um, um, to sort of stand alone. They can't be grouped in easily to other things. So they did uh, us, Jordan Peele. And one of the conversations about that was talking about how you follow up the first success with the second film and um, what that means to a director trying to figure out how to do that. And then also Jordan talking generally about what he feels is his voice in, in these movies and how, he tries to be different from other people. Um, they've got, uh, oh, is it a freak show? The one with the, the comic book? Um, I think that was it. And, and, uh, and like he's got Stephen King in, in an interview uh, talking about it. Um, it's good stuff. And if it, it's one of these things where, even if you aren't a horror fan, watching people talk about something that they're passionate about, knowledgeable about, and skilled in is always really interesting to me, at least. Mm -hmm. And um, I find that a lot with uh, music documentaries where, you know, I can name two songs by the band, but by the time I'm done the documentary, I want to know more and I want to go find their music because I, it's, just eye-opening to have these moments where you get to learn all this stuff about folks that you weren't paying attention to previously. <clears throat> so, so um, uh, how is this, sorry. is this like a, a, a single movie or is this like a series? Sorry, no, it, it's a series. It's uh, three seasons now, I believe. Um, and it's been running on AMC for the last three years. And it's, uh, um, there's an on-demand element, but it wasn't active for me. And I don't know if it's because it's tied into AMC's um, streaming service and you have to oh, buy that. Yeah. But uh, if you were to sit down tonight and do a search on Eli Roth, it would come up as a, as a series that you could program some timers for. Uh, it's got a whole bunch of episodes running through this week. They're, they're trying to get the most out of it. They had a Halloween. 
And so like four or five in the morning, there'll be three, four episodes back to back to back right now. Um, so if you just throw that net out there and do a record series, uh, first runs and reruns, you'll bag yourself. A then I haven't seen it from the beginning. I can't do it. It's, uh, it's all every episode is independent of every other episode. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. And then they no, each like, one is like there's one that's that's infection, and it's about different horror movies that hinge on the idea of um, an infection, and it that's takes awesome. it through like you know 28 days later that kind of thing. But then they, <clears throat> I can't even remember the name of the movie, but it's a it's a Canadian horror movie set in Quebec, and it's. Um, people are being infected by by speech or by and and there's one guy who's running like a radio show talk radio show who's it seems to be in the middle of realizing what's happening is trying to prevent it from reaching other people and you know it, it, they come up with you know just crazy stuff i've never yeah. heard of and it just i just put more movies on the list and I hope to go out and find them someday. So, uh, Eli Roth's History of Horror currently playing on AMC. Uh, well worth the time if you're into, if you're interested in horror, if you're just interested in a good documentary series about movies. Um, it's good stuff. That's mine. Very nice. Hey, Paul, tell me about your pop of the week. Pop of the week? What? Nobody Ooh. told me this. Uh, no, I, uh, I have one. Um, it is a book about uh, the Big Bang Theory uh, by Jessica Radloff. Um, it is, uh, as I always love, um, as I mentioned, the one uh, that came out at the end of uh, Modern Family um, and how much I enjoyed that. And uh, now I'm reading uh, an oral history of uh, the Big Bang Theory. And, oh, wow. Um, That's got to be great. It, it's awesome. It's uh, it's great. Just sort of all the, uh, you know, what was going on behind the scenes, the, uh, um, you know, the the issues they had at the beginning. And, uh, and it's funny, I've been talking with a friend of mine who's reading the uh, uh, the Jim Burroughs book. And of course, uh, Jim Burroughs, uh, you know, famously has uh, directed tons and tons of uh uh, of sitcoms and is is kind of one of the guys who really kind of sets the tone for them and um and uh you know he it, it's all he, he was just sharing some of the uh the observations that uh the burrows had made in that book and i mean it's very consistent with this because again that is the beauty of the uh of the oral uh history is you sometimes yeah you may get other people who disagree but uh but you get to see everything on a, a sort of on record here and um yeah, so all kinds of stuff about the auditions. Um, so I'm kind of, uh, I'm, you know, sort of a bit through the, uh, um, you know, we we are we have actual episodes um, uh, uh, airing now, and they're just sort of starting to get the uh, the, the the craziness uh, happening, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun just hearing their stories, uh, you know, because you know most of them, um, you know, you we had seen. Um, well, I mean, we had seen, and maybe like Tay Diggs' mom had seen um, uh, Wallowitz over on uh, Studio Sixty. Um, <laughs> yep. And um, 
but you know, most of the most of the others uh, were were relatively unknown. Um, you know, some people might have re- uh, remembered Kaylee Cuoco from the uh, um, John Ritter series. Uh, you know, ten rules for. Eight simple rules. Eight for simple rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so you know, maybe some of that, and um, which ties into so many things that we've talked about. Uh, because of course, you've got Jim Rockford playing uh, her grandfather um, in the <laughs> post uh, Ritter uh, years or yeah. post Ritter year, and, um, and David Spade playing her cousin. And Spade, uncle? indeed. That's right, uncle. Yep. Uh, the, uh, yeah. Uh, and and of course, uh, everybody would have known. Uh, um, Leonard as uh, as David from, uh, from but it had been a, it had yeah. been a hot minute, right? Like yeah. it, you know, this is uh, you know he the, he was kind of the uh, the put upon nerd in horror movies, um, and even that had died off, and <laughs> um, and you know, and nobody really knew who uh, who this Jim Parsons kid was either, and yeah. Um, so yeah, there was a. You know, sort of a, a, a lot of risk on this uh, lesser-known cast, and uh, certainly the gamble paid off. Um, I, I love when they talk about when they introduce someone. They'll uh, they'll start with uh, you know, here's the the actor's name and their character's name. So Will Wheaton, Will Wheaton. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a you know uh, cool. like, like many of these things, it's a nice breezy read. And uh, what is and what is the name of the book? It's called The Big Bang Theory. Oh, the definitive yeah. inside story of the epic hit series, and it's by Jessica Radloff, with a forward by Chuck Lorre. Ooh, I've heard of him. And do Paul, they uh, do they talk a lot about the original version of the pilot with uh, briefly know, before they added Penny? Briefly, because um, like they, that's really that I found that that's on YouTube, and it's interesting yeah. to watch uh, and do a contrast of the two to just understand how much a show can change, and you know between pilot and the eventual version that you see as the pilot uh, on air. It was well. It uh, comes down to it the was whole... originally. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I was just like uh, Kaylee Cuoco's character was originally played by uh, um, oh, what the hell's her name? She was a much music VJ. Yes, Amanda Walsh. That's her. And I don't believe that either uh, Wallowitz or Raj were in the pilot episode originally. No, not originally. No. Yeah. And so interesting to see that it is on. It was floating around on YouTube. If well, and it was it originally supposed to be uh, Jody Lynn O'Keefe, actually. And um, I do not know who that is. Um, she was in, um, well, she's been in a ton of stuff, but uh, she was in like, uh, she's all that, whatever it takes. And uh, there was like some, um, I think she played. Um, oh, yeah. No, she's been, but she's one of those people when you see her, you're like, Oh, her. Oh, her. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and you know, like she's been in everything from like friends to curb and, um, gotcha. and so eventually they actually used her, as, uh, um, as a, uh, it, cause I think the reason that it, 
didn't happen uh, was uh, was a was a contract thing, and um, and they had her, and they and it was like the character was written differently as well, mm-hmm. and um, and then much harsher in the original pilot version of things. Oh yeah. And, uh, and, and she was, and she kind of seemed a bit darker. So the, so they ended up, uh, um, they, they I think it was also that she wasn't moving in across the hall. It was that they found her on the street. Yeah. Well, sort of. Yeah. And, uh, and then Amanda Walsh comes back in. She had auditioned for it originally, didn't get the role. Um, but also there was a show called sons and daughters on ABC that she was in. And, um, and they were looking and, but it had Kyle Bornheim. So he had to know it wasn't going to make it because again, show killer. Um, (laughs) and, um, so they, they brought her in, but it was still in that same, like they hadn't figured out what she was going to be. And, um, and, uh, yeah. So in that, in that pilot, she moves into a room with the guys in their apartment. And yeah. it's the room, the room that she moves into is that closet door that nobody understood what the hell it was in the background behind the couch. Yeah. And then you understand why it was there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, so yeah, they, they get into that, but like, they're all, they're all dumb, you know, basically done with that by page 30. And, um, and, uh, we've got, uh, you know, Kaylee Kawoko kind of shows up, uh, around page 27 and, um, Yeah, so it was season two that Jodie Lynn O'Keefe uh, got a role where she was a prostitute that met uh, Wallowitz in Vegas. Um, <laughs> and it was a pretty funny part. Um, yep. But, uh, yeah, then it was the whole thing about... Uh, so there... So, um, So Amanda Walsh says, you're waiting to find out to get that phone call. If the show gets picked up and you'll be flying to New York. And then when the call came in, it was a crazy 24 hours because I found out Sons and Daughters was not getting picked up. And then I found out the Big Bang Theory wasn't getting picked up either. But it was going to be retooled, except with a new character that wasn't me. (laughs) That would suck. Yeah. Got to be something else trying to make you live in that way. Seriously. Yeah. Well, glad we've, you know, secured our future here. On there you show. go. <laughs> I was, um, you, you know, it's funny. I was like looking at, um, uh, you know, as I do on occasion, I was watching a, uh, a cold case and, um, no. <laughs> it, it happened. It happened. And, yeah. um, and it had, uh, what's her name? Shelly Cole, who you might, not recognize it the first, but remember um, in the early seasons of Gilmore Girls, um, okay. there were those two uh, girls that the two um, girls, the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, basically, the, that were at, life. Yeah, and uh, and yeah. so there was the one that had uh, really dark hair and and was ve- and sort of very pale skin. Uh, Madeline, yeah. I think she was, and so this Shelley Cole was her. Um, and so she had done like 33 episodes of that. And then you look over the next 10 years and it's like, 
okay, there's an episode here in uh, in 2004. Then did an episode of a show in 2005. And then in 2006, did an episode of a show. And and uh, so since then, she's uh, she's re- uh, retired from acting and uh, uh, teach and and actually uh, teaches acting at a um, um, a place in in like Colorado. And and you know, it comes down to it is is that that yeah, it's a. It's a hell of a gig trying to chase after stuff. You know, if you get something that really goes, that's great. But if you don't, uh, you know, you're chasing after a role every, you know, a role a year, and uh, and and um, you know, and trying to pick up other gigs in between, and um, it, you know, it, 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 it's got to be difficult. And then add to that. You know, one of the things I note when uh, whenever you got the uh, sort of the teenage girls in um, in uh, in in cold case episodes, which were all around 2003 to to uh, to 2009, mm-hmm. is that, of course, you know, they were in their 20s then. Well, now a lot of them are no longer in the business or are maybe on a break um, because they're in their 40s. And it's harder to, and it is uh, because of the way uh, uh, Hollywood works. It's like God forbid uh, we uh, we have uh, female characters that are in their forties. First of all, yeah. And if we do, God forbid they get played by someone who's age appropriate. Um, you know, it's like there's either there is either you know twenty or there is sixty. I mean, uh, yeah. You know, it's like, but if they're not the love interest, they must be the mother or the grandmother. And uh, and so I think it's got to be even harder um, for for women in that field, you know, just to uh, um, so when you think of the limited uh, shelf life due to the, the fucked up way the business works. Totally. Yeah. Anyway, I'll leave it on that happy note. <laughs> this is an uplifting one. <laughs> it worked out just fine for Kaylee Cuoco. Okay, so uh, she did great. Blossom, look at her. She got uh, she got on the Jeopardies. Um, so uh, you know, and, uh, and Melissa Rauch is going to be bringing in the big numbers uh, mid season for me. Oh God, she's got to do. She's got to give me an extra twenty five percent. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, do we have a date for that yet? We don't, do we? No, no, no. We won't have it until other stuff screws up enough that they're like, okay, we got to bring it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I would guess. Uh, yeah. Who knows? I, I was going to say, I would guess like maybe a January thing, but. Um, you know, I think they tend to hold off until uh, we get kind of past all the winter break stuff. But uh, then it's spring and nobody's watching. <laughs> the mid-season yeah. game, it's a game for chumps. True enough. Jeez. All right. Uh, well. And it's time we wrap this thing up. Probably should put it to bed. Indeed. All right, folks. You may have your own theories on uh, ageism in Hollywood, and you can share those with us <laughs> at uh, poppycrap.com. So at the end. <laughs> you 
got so heavy right at the end. And uh, you also may, uh, hey, you may uh, want to tell us what your favorite uh, uh, parts of the history of uh, of uh, horror movies are. I got to spend a bit of time talking to my kid about that today. And, uh, and you know, she was asking me about Jack the Ripper, and she really wants to read from hell. I don't think it's a good idea yet. Um, but then I think to myself... Most people I know who have started reading it haven't finished it uh, because <laughs> it is dense. So it's like, yeah, maybe we're good. But you can, tell, you can tell us your similar story. Um, it's fantastic, but it's a tough read. Um, uh, you can tell us uh, such stories on our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.com slash crap. That is P-O-P-N-C-R-A-P, where you can also find us on the Twitter as Pop and Crap. And in addition to all those things, you can head over to our website, popandcrap.com, where you can leave a comment talking about, uh, about, about horror movies, Big Bang Theory, possible alternate uh, uh, pilots for Big Bang Theory, all of them. Leave them as a comment on this or any episode. Probably be more appropriate on this episode. I'm just saying. <laughs> and with that... We're going to uh, we're going to end this. We're going to end it finally, Scott. Well, shit. Oh. We'll miss you, Leslie Jordan. Everything else is just popping crap. Well, hello, hunker downers, my fellow hunker downers, reporting from the set, my dressing room. I'm a little bored. I've been in here a while. You know, you spend a lot of time in your dressing room while they're shooting all the other stuff and. You know, the way I, uh, I wallow at the time is sometimes I just organize and, you know, fix things up. So right now I'm working on my bathroom in my dressing room. Look, I added a lovely picture of Mime and I above the toilet and then uh, a diffuser and then these flowers that my agency sent me. You know, they've been treated. They'll last for 100 years. They're real roses. But, you know, the quandary is... And it's one of the oldest quandaries in the world. Should the toilet paper go this way? Or should it go this way? You know, we love labels. So are you a top or a bottom? Chime in. <laughs>